0: You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to this month's feature series, focus on medical education. Did a mentoring program help influence your medical career? You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment on medical education. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Ronald J. Foll, professor emeritus in the Department of Zoology at Miami University of Ohio. Dr. Foll has mentored many students in his role as faculty advisor of Miami Med, the Miami University Pre-Med Honor Society. Welcome, Dr. Foll. I'm pleased to be talking to you, Mark. Today, we are discussing the benefits of mentoring. Dr. Foll, you know how I feel about the importance of mentoring because you were my mentor when I was a pre-medical student. And if you hadn't helped direct me in my early years at Miami University, I might not have gone into medicine. Did you personally have a mentor yourself?
1: Well, I had several, certainly, in college and in graduate school, and particularly when I did postdoctoral work in Italy with Professor Monroe.
0: And how did they influence you?
1: Well, they encouraged me in appropriate ways. I had no idea really what direction I was taking when I went to college, but the work that I did with them in the lab and so forth encouraged me to go on to do graduate work in biology, and particularly in developmental biology.
0: Did you choose them as mentors, or did they choose you?
1: When I went to graduate school, it was kind of a mutual agreement. I applied to the school with particular interests, and the People that had those interests replied. Similarly, when I did uh, work in Italy, I had previously done work with that professor at Woods Hole Marine Biological Station, that you're well aware of, because you went there yourself at one point. Yes. My interest that I expressed then coincided with the Italian professors, so it was kind of a mutual agreement sort of thing.
0: Why do you think that mentoring is important? Students
1: that come to college often do not have a direction chosen And working with a professor can help them to define their goals. And with the appropriate mentoring, it may stimulate them to achieve success in certain areas that provides them the impetus to go on in that direction.
0: Well, what can a mentor specifically offer a young person? Is it academic guidance? Is it personal guidance? What exactly do they offer?
1: It depends on the closeness of the relationship between the two individuals. In the best cases, it can provide assistance in terms of dealing with the difficulties in school, be they on a personal level or academic. Furthermore, the mentoring might involve the student becoming interested in the work that that professor is doing in the research area. Many of the best students become very serious students due to the fact that they're involved in work that's going on in, say, a particular professor's laboratory. That's a good avenue for many students. Of course, that's probably not something available to all the students. You know, I encourage students that are interested in medicine to work with professors in the laboratory because it helps them to learn scientific technique among other things and to deal with problems in the scientific world in an appropriate fashion that can lead them to solving problems. Certainly, problem solving is an important uh, aspect of medicine.
0: Should someone have only one mentor or should there be more than one mentor?
1: Oh, I don't think there's any necessarily any reason that it has to be limited to one person, no.
0: Is mentoring in this day and age considered an old-fashioned concept?
1: No, I don't think so. Why is that? Because since I've left the university, I still see many of the professors there engaging students in work in their particular area of research. In that regard, I think the mentoring still occurs. However, I think there is a danger if the institution becomes too oriented towards research to the extent that it leaves the professor's little time to deal with students on a more personal level in terms of guidance and coursework and in other personal areas that students choose to talk to them about. So the advising, I think, in some cases, if the research becomes too important in the professor's career, that it doesn't leave him or her enough time to deal with students in other areas, other academic areas, other than the fact that they're working in their particular laboratory or research area
0: how would a student ever know that
1: I'm speaking largely about the availability of that professor to other students in his classes other than the ones that are working with him in the laboratory and uh, the student may find that the professor's door is more often closed than not that he or she doesn't have access to the professor
0: is the size of the university important
1: well I think it is important to some extent yes Miami, for example, is probably a pretty good sized institution at 15, 16,000. That includes graduate students to some extent. I think that's an appropriate size where if the professor is of a mind to, he or she can find time to deal with the students on a more personal level. If the institution gets too large, student value is too large, the professor-student ratio becomes a bit too large in terms of students per professor, it makes it less likely that they will get as much personal guidance as they would in smaller institutions i personally came from a years ago from a small institution that was less than a thousand and obviously in that kind of situation you can have a lot of personal contact
0: if you have just joined us, you are listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on REACH MD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Ronald Foll, Professor Emeritus in the Department of Zoology at Miami University of Ohio and Faculty Advisor to Miami Med, the Pre-Med Honor Society at the university. We are discussing the benefits of mentoring. Dr. Foll, are there programs specifically designed to mentor undergraduate students, or is this a more spontaneous process?
1: Well, I think it's both. Since I've left the university in particular, they've been developing some programs that expose students to medical practice, for example, in a, at a much greater degree than when I was there. Part of that is the what, something they call a Mallory Wilson Center at our institution at, at Miami University.
0: And what does that do exactly?
1: Among other things, it hosts receptorships, with which you're very familiar, I think. Yes. And it sets up these receptorships for students where they can work with the medical people for, I think it's one week, is it? Yes. One week during the year, during holidays, or during the summer. In that way, they get a sort of mentoring from a medical doctor that exposes them to the practice of medicine, which I think is very important for these young people to become more familiar with before they make their decision to go into medicine.
0: Do you think they're too young to really handle that type of preceptorship?
1: No, I don't think so. After all, uh, if they're 18, 19, 20 years of age, they're adults. Inexperienced, perhaps, but uh, I think they are capable of handling that. That particular center that I'm referring to also sets up a class that exposes them to various aspects of medical practice. In my understanding, it includes exposure to the financial aspects of it, the insurance aspects of it, and a variety of aspects of medicine that they otherwise don't usually think about.
0: Can the students use the teaching assistants or research assistants as mentors as well as the professors?
1: Yes. Many of the graduate students, if they have a particular interest in guiding fellow students, undergraduates, I think that can be a helpful mode of mentoring as well. Many of these are Advanced students that are pursuing a doctor's degree, they may serve as guides to the students in the laboratory and if they become exposed to them on a more personal level. They may help them with problems that they have. I think that's another possible avenue for mentorship. Sure.
0: Now you mentioned Dr. Foll about being involved with a mentor like I was with you in their research lab. Now, what is the importance, let's say, of someone going into medicine? of having some involvement with research?
1: Well, I think as I indicated earlier, it often involves problem solving and I think much of medicine is problem solving. Using a scientific approach in the lab may help a physician to explore or do diagnoses in a perhaps a more appropriate fashion. I think you could probably answer that better than I could.
0: No, I understand exactly. Do you find that students are receptive to working in a research laboratory in a mentor-type capacity?
1: I think students often find this a very exciting possibility, a very exciting opportunity. I've had a number of students work with me in the lab, and I think they all, by and large, for the most part, all found a very rewarding experience to pursue a problem and try to solve a problem and come up with a solution. That's not always the case, but often it is.
0: Do most of your professors feel similarly?
1: I think most of the profs there do find it a worthwhile experience having students in the lab, as well as the students finding it a worthwhile experience. To my knowledge, most of the profs at the university here at Miami do involve students in research, and they often make significant contributions.
0: Well, how exactly do you benefit by having a student as a preceptor?
1: Well, the research often involves a lot of work, and the more hands there are, the more work gets accomplished. So it's a benefit to the prof often to have students working in the lab.
0: I want to thank Dr. Ron Foll, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the benefits of mentoring. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to check out our website at www.reachmd.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening. Tune in each hour for the ReachMD feature series, Focus on Medical Education. We thank you for listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.